It's like you following after I role model Eve When she found that apple attractive It wasn't apple she was after It was the satisfaction of wisdom from other masters All right, welcome everybody to our Demand Excellence podcast Today's a little bit different because I had an idea As I recently went to a Chick-fil-A and I'm like we should run our football program like Chick-fil-A. You know, everywhere everywhere you go to these Chick-fil-A's, they're just loaded with business. A good friend of mine who actually was the head football coach at Eagles Landing Christian Academy before me, Nick Westbrook, is now an owner-operator, owner of the franchise of uh, a Chick-fil-A. And he just – I think he started two years ago. He'll tell us more about that. But he is currently in the top five in drive through sales in the state. And he is in the top 10% of all Chick-fil-A's in customer satisfaction. And I thought, who, who better to talk to about this than Nick Westbrook? So, Coach, uh, I'm going to call you Coach Westbrook. Coach. <laughs> Thank you. That feels good to be called Coach again. That's good. <laughs> oh, Nick, um, tell us a little bit about you and your growth as a person. I mean, go back as far to, as, you know, uh, being the head football coach at Eagles Landing Christian Academy and what God's done yeah. in your life to get you to this point right now. Yeah. Thanks coach. Well, um, well, all I ever wanted to be was a football coach. I knew that since I was about a, a sophomore in high school. Um, God used um, my coaches that happened to also be my youth leaders and my youth group to really take a young man out of a broken home that had no, um, no experience with Christ and, and God and, just show a lot of love to me and it just changed my life. So I knew that I wanted to be a football coach after that. Graduated Valdosta State in 2003. And my first opportunity was at Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Um, I did not, I, I didn't get offered a job out of college. We were having a hiring freeze in the state on, um, on, on PE majors. So um, I, we moved up to McDonough. My wife got a job in the public school system. We moved up there. And I didn't have a job yet. We started going to Eagles Landing First Baptist Church, and they figured out that I wanted to coach and had a degree. So um, so they asked me to come coach quarterbacks, and I did that my first year in 2004. And um, and then the next year after, after that first year as coaching quarterbacks, our head coach that you know very well, Tim Luke, at the time was uh, he, he resigned to be in a you know, full-time – uh, ministry with the church, and they asked me to be the head football coach at Eagles Land. And after that, I was 24 years old and um, did not deserve the job and uh, was not prepared for it. But uh, but I was eager and excited. It's what I always wanted to do. And so um, so I took it on, very thrilled and pumped for the opportunity. And I was the head coach there two years for the 05 season and the 06 season. Um, and we, we did well, we did not do as well as what you have done at all. Um, you know, we, we got up and started, we went, got on into the second round of playoffs there. And then, um, and then after that second year, um, you know, we started having, um, we had had our first daughter and I really wanted, um, my wife to stay at home with our, our, our daughters and our children. And she really wanted that. We had just bought a home and we were in a, in a tight spot um, working at a private Christian school at the time. We just didn't, um, man, you know, I was 
just not making an income that could support um, the home that we just bought, number one, and on, on my own income and and uh, just a lot of challenges like that. Started doing a lot of praying and just thinking about what was going on and what God really wanted, what had for me next. And, uh, you know, honestly, started you know, kind of looking to see if there's any other job out there, um, any other coaching job that might pay me a little bit more money because I really want to stay in coaching. Um, but I just didn't know how I was going to make this work. And then just out of the blue, God um, presented an opportunity to me to go into the into the business world as a sales executive um, with a gentleman that I knew. And um, and I was very uh, uneasy about it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't. I was not a salesman. I was a football coach. Period. And um, didn't really know how it was going to go. But um, but I just really liked, looked like the Lord had presented this opportunity. And, um, and so I took it and so I resigned and then, um, and then, you know, the, 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 the next part of how, uh, of, of the, the book and the chapter of, of Eagles Landing, because then you, uh, you come in and we had a conversation and you get hired and then, man, it, it takes off after that. And I'm very excited, um, and have followed and y'all ever since. And then, so, but continuing my career, I went into business, um, as a sales executive with this. With, with this gentleman to, um, in the, the highway construction industry and, um, you know, just worked hard. And he just said, listen, if you just, if, and he was a follower of our football program. He said, listen, if you work as, you work as hard at this as you did at developing those young, those young men and you work as hard at these relationships as you did at those and, and uh, you're going to be just fine. And so I spent a decade in that career and, um, and ended up, um, and ended up doing very well and, um, and, and basically running the sales division for him and, um, had a lot of, had a lot of success there and enjoyed it, built some great relationships and really thought that that's what I was going to do is then I was going to run that company for, for that individual. And then in 2000 and, um, in 2011, um, 2012, God did an incredible thing in my marriage. Uh, my wife and I were, were going through a really hard time in our marriage, um, you know, and we were encouraged to go to a WinShape, W-I-N-S-H-A-P-E. WinShape is the, 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 the ministry arm of Chick-fil-A, and they have marriage retreats that they hold at the WinShape Retreat Center at Berry College. And so we went to this retreat and, um, this marriage retreat. And I mean, we had been, uh, we had been through premarital counseling. We'd been through regular marital counseling. We'd had, uh, been through every marriage book and, you know, known the man, I thought, I think. And, and this retreat just completely changed, um, our life. It changed our marriage. It changed us individually. It changed, um, our outlook on, on what, what God had us, the purpose that he had us together for. So, um, just really did a miracle in our marriage there. And so, um, coming out of that, we really said, man, I, you know, I, I don't have any reason to change jobs. I don't have any reason to change what I'm doing, but I would, man, I, I got to be a part of what this company is doing in Chick-fil-A. If this is what they invest their, their time, energy and money in. So I started to explore that. And, um, you know, it's just such a long shot to become a Chick-fil-A owner operator. You have to, you know, it's not like you can walk up you know, to the front door in the home office in Atlanta and say, hey, with a pile of money and say, hey, you know, I'd like to open a Chick-fil-A. Dan Cathy would tell you to get in line. Everybody else right. does too. Yeah. Um, 
And so you have to be selected. And so I was, and so I applied in 2016 um, after a lot of prayer and research and, um, and it's a long, arduous selection process. And the year I applied, there were 46,000 applicants um, and they selected 103 and I was number 103. I was selected on December 16th. Um, 2016 to own the Chick-fil-A franchise in Hinesville, Georgia. And, so you were like um, you were like the last uh, pick of the draft. I was the last pick of the draft, coach. You know, <laughs> but you know, Tom, Tom Brady was pretty far down there too. So That's it right. ended up being okay for him. Just, just get in you the know, door. So yep. let's get in the just let me in the door, coach. All I've ever wanted is an opportunity, coach. That's that's right. Um and so uh so we opened we opened in June of 2017. So the end of this month will be two years that we've been open and we've just been blessed with an incredible amount of success. Um, here, God's just been, um, com- you know, very gracious, uh, to allow our sales to increase to, for us to just kind of win the heart of the community and, um, and send us some great team members that love to serve others and love uh, to pursue excellence and everything that they do. And so we, we really, we really, we really push on those two things. And I, um, I really, even in my sales career and even in this, I mean, the only thing I really know is still football and coaching. <laughs> so yeah. I have, uh, when I was in my sales career, you know, we ran it a lot like, um, a, a football team and, and we run our, 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 our business here, much like, uh, much like the structure of a, of a football team. And so, uh, it's competitive, it's high energy and it's very positive. And, um, and so we're having a lot of fun. So we've experienced some success and, uh, it's challenging and there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges, but we're facing those. We're right now on pace to, to win a, an incredible, uh, award called the symbol of success award, which, uh, you know, um, you know, less than, you know, less than 5% of all Chick-fil-A's win this award. And it's, uh, if you have a sales increase of 18% year over year, uh, you win this award by Chick-fil-A and it's really prestigious. And right now for the year, we're up almost 34% a year. And so we are, uh, we're on track to do that. So we're really pushing for a championship coach. We're on that championship track right now. So we're playing hard. That's, that's, that's an awesome story, uh, Nick. Um, so I have some questions for you and, and this is what really yeah. drove, drove it. And I told you this, I want to tell the listeners, you know, I was driving down to the Mercer football camp last week and, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm not planning on stopping anywhere. I got 20 minutes though. I haven't eaten breakfast, need to use the bathroom. I got three boys with me and I just I instantly know in my brain, okay, there's a Chick-fil-A here. Like I think I know pretty much where all the Chick-fil-A's are on 75 and 85 and 20. And yeah. So, yeah. Right. Here, so I know, okay, here's a Chick-fil-A. And it's just like automatic in, in my body. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. But what was interesting, and I you know, you don't think about going to Chick-fil-A, you just do it. And um, yeah. but there's a fast food restaurant, I won't say which one. There's a fast food restaurant right beside Chick-fil-A with about four yep. cars parked outside, but there's probably a, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm going to say a thousand. There might not have been a thousand, but it seemed like that. The drive through <laughs> the drive through yeah. lines wrapped around and, you know, and, and right. so, but we go to Chick-fil-A and I'm like, you know, why in the world did I choose Chick-fil-A and not, not this other rest, other store. 
but I'm like, yeah. In my brain, I'm just thinking about it. Well, I know it's clean. I know the food's going to be good. I know uh, it's going to be timely. It's going to be great customer service. It's a place I want to be. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, I need to run my football program like Chick-fil-A. Like, and, yeah. and so that's why I'm calling you because yeah. I'm going to ask you a few things, and, and you can add your flavor to it as a coach and, and as a uh, owner of a Chick-fil-A. But the first thing I thought about with my questions is, is, is the simplicity of it. And, and I, I wrote yeah. this down and you can, you can tell me if I'm right, wrong, but the simplicity, mo- the, the model seems simple, but the, I, I, so the simplicity of the model, but the complexity of the managing and organizing. And when I talk about simplicity, sure. it's, it's just chicken. There's not hamburgers up there. There's not turkey sandwiches. Yeah. There's, and it's just French fries. It's not a bunch of other stuff. You know, for me, I would imagine that the, the success is in the day-to-day work. The chicken doesn't change. How you make it doesn't change. Saying my pleasure doesn't change. But speak to the overall Chick-fil-A model and how you guys do what you do. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. It's uh, it's pretty incredible with, you know, how the Kathy is a true Kathy, you know, just – and kind of had this model of wanting it to be, man, it is the chicken sandwich. And that is the home run hero product. You know, we have nuggets and strips and some other things like that. But man, I've had some salads and wraps, but man, it is, it's all chicken. And, um, so, and that's just what we do. And we want to do that really, really, really well. And what well, all the things that you mentioned, you know, a clean restaurant, you know, you're going to have good service, you know, it's going to be fast and, um, and all those different things, you know, the food's going to taste good. You know what we call it, man, that is delivering on the, on the promise of an expectation, which is basically what a brand is, you know? So that's the Chick-fil-A brand are those things that you've mentioned, you know, us as, as us as operators or in, in your, in your case, us as coaches, you know, we have a brand, right? And uh, the brand is what we, is how we have delivered over time. You can say what you want your brand of business or a football to be, but what your brand actually is, is what you deliver consistently over time. And, um, and so that's what your players, that's what your community, that's what your parents, um, you know, that's what they can expect for you to deliver. And that's your brand. And so, um, you know, at Chick-fil-A, like they've expected us now over time because of how we've committed to being excellent in these things and serving great tasting chicken sandwiches or just great tasting food quickly because that's what you want. Um, you know, in a, in a courteous and friendly, clean environment, right? Like, like that's the promise and that's what we try to deliver. Now we have to iterate and change all the time as the business volume creates more complexity on doing that well. Um, we have to iterate and change all the time. Therefore, iPads out in the drive-through. Um, you know, putting people outside to deliver orders to the drive-through. Um, you know, we've now on you know on my lunch shift today. I think we had a total of uh, maybe thirty-two people on on the shift. You know, so you know that that's a lot of people to organize and manage in the kitchen and outside and the hospitality and the dining room, taking orders and everything else. And so that part does get complex because it takes a lot of preparation, but, 
but the the idea is really simple. You're right. So I listened to you talk and uh, it just kind of like I could correlate everything with football because it's like, like you said, yeah. it's all it's all chicken. I mean, you have your nuggets, your wraps and you have this and that, but it's all centered around chicken. And that reminds me of yeah. all it reminds me of my offense. Hey, it's the jet sweep. It's power. It's counter. And then I have a little, you know, a little change ups here and there uh, that, that I mm-hmm. need uh, to be able to win. But it all begins with the jet sweep and the power and the counter. And, and as soon as that's I right. get, a, get away from that, that's the chicken. As soon as I get away from that, I start to devi- deviate from who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, getting my, I'm getting my hands in too much. I can't handle it all. I can't process it all. And yeah. then I love sure. what you said about uh, delivering on the promises of expectations. And then I really like what you said your brand is, you can say whatever you want, but your brand is actually what you have delivered. Um, that, that, that is awesome. Speak to, um, speak to your execution a little bit. For me, on the outside looking yeah. in, and, and, and this is like kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it, you know, and, we, and we've been talking about this, but on the outside looking in Chick-fil-A, it seems like what they sell is relatively simple but they do it extremely well. There has to be like at mm-hmm. you as the manager, it, it seems like, you know, everybody thinks being a football coach is easy. Like, you know, we were at Clemson football camp yeah. yesterday. It's like, man, Davo, your job is so easy. I don't know why you're not at the beach right now. You know, this thing just runs itself. <laughs> but obviously I, I know that it's not that way. I mean, he's, preaching the culture and the management of the details day to day. So it looks simple, but it's not. Talk to that a little bit. Yeah, well, I think it's it's, it's, it's similar to, you know, you talking about it's the jet, you know, the old Vince Lombardi going back to, all right, guys, this is a football, (laughs) you know, Um, and going back to the, the basics of what we do. You know, it is it is simple, but and, and it reminds me of that, um, you know, that that phrase, you know, like it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Right. right and right. so when you talk about Dabo and, and you and, and, and us as owner operators, other coaches like it and what we do and the, you know, the the work and what we do, you know, they say culture leaks. Right. culture leaks over time and so you have to continually pour into it and that's it we just continually pour into our team um the why and the how behind what we do right um because you know what we do we take orders they also take orders at other quick service restaurants but how we take orders is really really important you know what other people run the jet, how we run the jet with, you know, what steps we take, our cadence, our timing, when we cut up, you know, all these different things, like it matters. And the, and, and, and the details of how we do it matters. Other people bag orders. We also bag orders, how and why we do it. And so we talk about, you know, you know, some of our core values that we created the restaurant, really, we just have really one that we believe that values are beliefs that drive behavior, right? Values are beliefs that drive behavior. So our big value is to have a guest first heart. And that's an acronym. And We're going to hustle. Everyone serves everyone. We're going to have a great attitude. We're going to do the right thing. And we're going to be a great teammate, right? Well, 
man, all those things go into. So we, you know, Gary Kelly wrote a book, um, you know, talking about mission is king. And so, you know, Nick's not king. You know, we're not doing this because it's the way I want it. Jonathan Guest is not king because it's the way Jonathan wants it. The mission is king. What is the mission of what we're trying to do? You know, well, we're, man, we're trying to, we're trying to have a guest first heart. You know, our vision statement as a, as a, as a restaurant is to have a significant positive impact on our team members, our guests and the community. And we preach everything through that. So I don't know if I'm exactly answering the question, but the way we execute has a lot to do with how we teach and preach the why and how of what we're doing. Because the what, everybody's doing. Everybody's, everybody's doing the same thing. No, I think as coaches, we all just think it's, it's so simple and it's so easy, um, you know, on the outside looking in. But it's, it's, it's what you just talked about, the constant preaching of the culture and the execution and the belief systems and, and making sure and demanding that those things are done every single day. Um, there's mm-hmm. just a lot, there's a lot of work to that. Now speak to this. Um, your ability to keep customer wait time is down to a fine science. I know it looks yeah. easy on the outside, but the attention to detail in the process is probably where the manager makes most of his. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I was I talked about in the beginning, the complexity that the volume has, has caused to the business. So, you know, when you go to Chick-fil-A, if the lines wrapped around the building, you still expect it to be fast, you know, and you still expect it to be quick. And so we have had to iterate and change and create opportunity for that to happen. And so, you know, complexity for us means, you know, we add people with iPads and just try to figure out, we try to make it happen and just, we're going to be open-minded and be, you know, really honestly, you know, you have to have some humility and say, well, what, man, what I, what used to work yesterday to get us there may not be what's working today. You know, so I have to iterate and change you know, we talk a lot about having a lean mindset and looking at, the, you know, where we have forms of waste in the business. Now, that's wasted movement, wasted time, wasted product, um, all those sorts of things so that we can, because what you want as a guest mostly is is to come and get your food quickly. I mean, our guests tell us that. that they want it to be kind and friendly and clean. They come for the most part because it's fast. Right. So they want it to be fast. And so we have to find a way that even though it may be wrapped around the building is, is, is to continue to make it fast. So we've continued to and not have a uh, not a closed mind that just says, well, I can only have this amount of people on the schedule for us at Chick-fil-A. That means I'm going to hire more people. I'm going to create more positions. I'm going to put them outside with iPads. I'm going to create two people taking cash, um, you know, cash payment before they get to. My, my window and I'm going to put some people outside of my window and I'm going to start carrying food to them. So in a coaching world, you know, it's just iterating and finding ways. I'm calling people. I'm calling other operators. I'm doing everything I can do to find out who's figured it out, who's good at it. Nothing's new under the sun. Somebody is smarter than I am and they are figuring it out. And I'm going to take what, what the complex issues that I'm facing, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions and be open-minded and honestly have to be so, you know, really humble and, and realizing that, man, what I thought was a, a, a great setup may not be that. It may be actually the thing that's keeping us from, from, uh, from, from doing it well. Um, 
And so we, that, I've, I've had to eat humble pie several times um, in this business um, yeah. because of that. So, yeah. Well, you know, we were, I was having an argument with somebody the other day. Um, Tony Elliott said, he said, uh, he's the offense coordinator at Clemson and running back coach. He said, man, the fundamentals never change. And that's, that's kind of like you guys. I mean, you said, I mean, basically your fundamentals are chicken, customer service, great tasting food. And those things yeah. don't change. But it's kind of like me as a football coach. You know, back when you were coaching at Elka, you had to drive and exchange film and you didn't have huddle. And, you know, yeah. but now yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, with, with the technology, we, we can be much more efficient. We have huddle. We can make better highlight videos. We can exchange with yeah. coaches. We now have huddle on our sidelines. We can watch the game during the game. And it's, as technology grows, we're able to be more efficient. So it's not that those things don't change, and it's not that we don't grow in those areas of efficiency, but we're still running jet sweep power and counter. And you're still selling chicken and customer service and great-tasting food. It's yeah. just doing it better. The uh, the I guess the uh, service side of things you can always do better. Now here's a question for you. I know um, for me, it, I I spend a lot of time debating in my mind: should I should I sell? I mean, should I run another play? Like I run jet, I run I run power, I run counter, I run a few other things. But if if I'm going to be an RPO guy. Does it fit within who I am and how much time do I have to spend doing that? And is it, and then by chasing that, is it going to make me not good at the jet sweep and power encounter? So yeah. I asked that to you, like, so why doesn't Chick-fil-A sell a hamburger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this is what we're going to, you know, do is we're going to, we're going to marry the mission. We are married to the mission. I mean, we got a ring on it. We are committed. It is covenant. We are married to the mission and we're going to date the method. So, you know, the mission, um, is, is chicken. You know, it started with chicken. It's going to be that, you know, why not, you know, when you say why not hamburgers, you're talking about ad complexity. I mean, in our situation that adds, there's so many different food safety things, cross contamination, different things that go along with that. There's a lot of, a lot to be said for being simple. Um, you know, to be in, I mean, part of the thing that, you know, like you trust that Chick-fil-A is safe, you know, you're not going to get sick, you know, with, you know, all of our, of our food safety and health, health scores, you know, are, are top notch. And a lot of that has to do with, man, it's a lot, you know, we, we got our, our kitchens, you know, it's, it's just chicken back there. You know, there's not a lot of things we can cross up in that way. So, um, you know, for us, it's that, like it's, it's, it, it, it's being married to the mission of what we're doing. Um, you know, now, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that we can add on, add on to that. Like I think up there where, where you are, they did some, um, some, some take home meals, you know, um, around the Atlanta area, they were, they were testing that we're testing things all the time, you know, um, can we add things to what we do? Milkshakes, for instance, came out of Athens. We didn't do them forever, you know, and finding what our customers want. So what are some things that we can add to that? We're not going to change, right, the the core product. But, man, what are some wrinkles and things we can add to it that our guests will love? And, and I think there's some similar things to that, you know, with with football and what we do. I mean, you knew, you know that I was a – man, I was – 
I was an option guy. Um, love it. You know, but man, one of the greatest things I ever learned and one of the greatest home run plays we ever, we ever, we ever ever to install was the counter option, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and it didn't, and it was a little wrinkle off of what we did. And man, our, our, um, our guys, it took some installation. It took some time. It took some practice. It never took away from what we actually did. Um, and we didn't run it very much, but when it did, when we did, it was just, it was very potent, um, to the attack that we were able to, able to do. So, um, so I think there's some correlation there, but it's, you know, we are married to the mission of what made us who we are. Um, all right. Next question is, is your customer service. What makes Chick-fil-A stand apart to me is their employees are cut above everybody else's. Their facilities are always clean and welcoming. So when, when I have a you know, two, three, four, five, six-year-old. I don't have all of those, but just thinking if I'm a, if I'm a parent, I know the bathrooms are going to be clean. You know, it, it seems, it seems like a simple concept to, to, to keep everything clean and, and your employees welcoming and all that. But I know there's a lot of work that goes into it. And to me, that goes into demanding excellence from your employees. The bathrooms must be clean. You must be respectful. The customer must always, always be right. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man, that's some some of the most fun part and some of the most difficult. You know, we employ a lot of teenagers, um, you know, so I'm still getting to be around those teenagers, um, you know, some of the same age groups I did when I was coaching. I just love that. And and much of what you talk about is, is the same thing that, that you and other coaches at every level, you know, try to get out of their uh, out of their team and out of, out of their out of their players is their best. You know, so we talk a lot, you know, Truett has a, Truett Cathy, who's the founder of Chick-fil-A, has a, a famous speech of his that he gave at one of our seminars that just is, is, it says, why not your best? Why not your best on this play, at this practice, at this game, this season? Why not your best? But not just in here, in math and everything. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so having the opportunity, people Really, you know, the, and, and you find this through selection, but man, what my experience is that, man, what really lights people up is not being mediocre. No one gets lit up about being mediocre, but it takes me as the leader. Sometimes it takes you as the coach, you in that position to point out the excellent. And so what we try to do is, is, Man, it's just, and a lot, I learned a lot of this from guys like John Gordon and, and, and being a, and being a positive coach. But man, and I am going, when you do something right and you do it excellent, I mean, exactly right, exactly the way we want you to do it. I'm going to lose my mind about it. I'm not just going to lose my mind about when you do something wrong and go crazy and, and, and flip over water coolers. Like I'm going to go wild about you doing it right. And that lights that person up inside, and it, it, it really speaks to the, the 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 human spirit and what it does really to just speak and breathe life into people by being encouraging, enthusiastic, and positive. And so um, it's easy to find negative in what's wrong, and we see that all the time, every day, even in our business. And we coach those things always, but man. Man, what really drives it is being positive and just finding the right thing and just and really seeking out what people are doing right. They want to do it right. 
your players are playing for you because they want to do it the right way. Um, and so we just got to accentuate that and find that thing that lights them up to do it. All right. So here's the last question for you. If you come back and you started coaching, how would what you have learned from Chick-fil-A help you become a better coach? What are some things that you've learned that you can that you can give me to help me be a better coach? I mean, you've given me a lot. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. Yeah. I've been taking notes, yeah. but just, just some, yeah. I'm just hitting you with that question three or four yeah. times. Yeah. Well, first, I'll just ask, is that an offer? Because I'm just, I'm one, I'm, I, I need to know where I stand. So I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, man, I mean, I'm, I'm humbled that you would ask that question. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd start right there that, man, um, with, with what I just mentioned. And if I could go back, I was a young coach and I, I pointed out the wrong all the time. And I, I don't, I did not do a great job as a young coach of, of pointing out the right most of the time. Um, I, I, that was expected. So that's what you were supposed to do. And I didn't lose my mind about doing the right thing, you know, um, and about the kids that did all the right things. Um, you know, what got most of my enthusiastic, um, reproach was them doing the wrong thing. And I would go back and change that in a minute. Um, I would be a much more positive coach at this thing. Cause I've seen that that's what, that's what really changes behavior. Cause that's what we're doing is changing behavior. You know, the other thing is that it's excellence habit. I mean, probably the best book I've read in the last three years is a book called atomic habit by James clear and just learning about, man, um, and just the, these habits of excellence that I can put in place in my life that are a great example to, to my players, my team members, my employees, those, those guys that are in and around me all the time, these excellence habits that am I committed to being 1% better every day, you know, um, and committing to that myself in everything that I'm doing in my marriage and, in my, in my parenting, with my kids and my faith, you know, and these things, I know what are my excellent habits because they're compounding. Bad habits are compounding as are those positive good habits. Um, you know, the other is I would be, and I would be so much more, and I was a Christian coach then, but, um, you know, I would, I would be so much more faith-based coach guest. I mean, I would, we, everything that we do now, like when we teach my pleasure, we teach it through the Bible. We say, out, you know, the Bible says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. We use the Bible to teach every principle. And that's the why. It's the mission behind it. The Bible is God. It's God breathed. It is, you know, the creator of life is, is, is breathing life into us every day through his word. And so when I can use that to even teach these life principles of what I'm doing. So we say my pleasure out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So like the reason it means something more is because man, you have to really mean my pleasure in your heart. You know, when you talk about excellence and the ordinary excellence every day, you know, the Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, right. As do as working for the Lord and not for men. And, um, and that we just, man, I would be, I would use the word, so much more in my coaching 
um, than what, than what I did then. Um, and so, so I'd do that and just, and, you know, for you as a coach, I'd, I'd say this, I, I, I mean, I'd have, I have to really define success because, you know, as a young coach, I define success as wins, define success as, um, who was talking about me and I would define success as maybe by some coaching award and, and, and things like that. And really, man, I mean, the, the, the greatest definition of success. And I searched for a long time and felt really empty after searching, searching and being a performance driven person and having a performance driven identity um, of really like never feeling enough and that I'd never done enough. And it's easy to do that in this business too, that comparison is the thief of all joy. But man, John Wooden's definition of success for me, man, I've just got it plastered on my wall. I think and talk about time. I try to tell my girls about it talk to my leadership team about it it is a he says that success is a peace of mind a peace of mind so we think about do not be anxious about anything but in everything in prayer and supplication present your request to god and the peace of god um you know will will, will come over your life so like you know he says that success is a peace of mind and knowing that you gave your very best to become the very best that you are capable of becoming. So that tells me that it's just not a finish line. There's not an end. There's not a tape to run through, right? And right. I, I, I'm never there. It's much like what Paul says, you know, um, you know, about not not ever reaching there. So it's, um, I mean, if any encouragement I could give you, like, it's, it's that. So uh, I hope that helps. No, man, this this has been uh, an awesome deal for me, man. I know it's going to help a lot of people as well. I really appreciate you uh, being on and, and talking with us. I always end with a prayer, man. So do you mind if I pray and pray for you? Everybody Please, I would welcome it. Yeah, right, that's good. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. Just want to praise and thank you for loving us. Praise and thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, Lord, uh, Coach Westbrook or Nick Westbrook, Lord, is just like me, Lord. We're always chasing success. We're always chasing victory. But, Lord, we all have victory in Jesus Christ. Lord, the very thing that we could not overcome, death and, Lord, sin, you came and died on the cross. Forgive us of our sins and to give us eternal life, Lord. And I just pray for uh, Nick Westbrook there. As what he's doing um, with this Chick-fil-A, Lord, and, and I just pray you continue to bless him, and Lord, that you would bless his family, and uh, Lord, that he would continue to shine as a light in that community, and uh, Lord, I pray that for all the listeners out there who listen to this, Lord, we would take the challenges and what we've learned from Nick Westbrook, and that we would apply it to our football programs or whatever we're in charge of, Lord, we, we just praise and thank you, Lord, we love you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for the opportunity. Be well, man. Best of luck. Yes, sir. You too.
Seven open.